You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Weekly Mobcast, your look at what's happening in pop culture and what's going on in the Mobcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Mobcast Network or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Mobcast Network. Now here are your hosts, Scotty and Stephanie. Hi everybody, this is Scotty, your Native American pop culture spirit guide with a very special episode of the Mop, uh, the Weekly Mobcast. I think we're at 87. Um, I have uh, a different co-host with me. Um, I'm actually on vacation in Seattle and I kidnapped uh, Toy Run's Jake. So uh, Jake's actually driving me around, so I guess he's kidnapping me. Jake, what's up? What's going on? Uh, so we we have uh, been traveling, what is this, uh, West, is it West Washington? We're, we're, yes. Geographically, we're, we're in. We went to the Pacific Coast, which is west of Seattle. So it was a, we, uh, I, I'm in, uh, I've come to Seattle to see Pearl Jam twice and uh, come see Jake, and we were, uh, so we're on a little mini adventure before the concert tonight, uh, and we went to Aberdeen. And we are currently back in Aberdeen. We're currently back in Aberdeen. Which is significant yeah, we'll, to especially your Pearl Jam era. Right, uh, yeah, home of Kurt Cobain. Replace in Nirvana. Um, also, it has the neatest, strangest Star Wars show, no, Star Wars um, shop that I've ever been into. Uh, it is infamous, that's for sure. Um, Don uh, Don Sucher is the guy that started this years and years ago, I think in 97. We're actually going to pass it in a minute, aren't we? We right? are going to pass it again. Um, he uh, started this at to have something to do with his sons, and uh, it just kind of snowballed, and it's called Sutcher's and Sons Star Wars Shop, and I believe it's the largest um, on the West Coast of a uh, shop dedicated purely to Star Wars. I would say mostly. I would say purely now, because that's true. There, it has got some other interesting fandoms stuck in. There's, a, I, I was surprised to see a Ghostbusters section. Right. Or, I don't know, section of... I mean, they're grouped together. I don't know. Yeah. So, the best way I could describe this store is if you remember the 1984 movie Gremlins. Yes. And, you know, the beginning of that, the dad, uh, played by Hoyt uh, Axon, was looking for his son a, a unique Christmas gift. He ends up in Chinatown in this weird China, Chinatown store that's just full of stuff. That looks unorganized and disarrayed. This is the shop. We were missing Mogwise. That's clearly what we were missing. Uh, and, uh, but it's, 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 I mean that like not in a bad way. It's almost like a loving way. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so, I, just stuff everywhere. That's a way to disarray. It's just beautifully disarrayed. There is a, unbelievable amount of um, Star Wars merch and paraphernalia packed into a you know a shop in the most um, disorderly fashion I mean it is captivating to the eye things hanging from the ceiling things mounted on boards display cases and random orders I mean it is a it is a feast for your eyes but if you have any level of OCD, you would probably <laughs> want to kill yourself it, upon entering it, this store because it's everywhere. It's like, I mean, it's it's organized like by, like there's a Ghostbusters section and in the back, which I thought was funny to me, in the back behind like a curtain is all the secret Star Trek stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's been banished to a back room. He's like, I, I don't want to tell people I have it. And, right. and, and then beyond that, there's another like, room full of like 80s 90s toys so there was turtles and joes and i saw uh, a captain america uh, captain uh power ship captain power captain power ship and uh you pointed out some other stuff uh, uh cowboys and mesa yeah that's right oh what was the the pigs the army pigs remember yeah, those the um uh, uh barnyard commandos barnyard commandos the, and so those were there i mean bizarre <laughs> it is, yeah it is i mean 90 5% Star Wars, but the most Star Wars you've ever seen. Well, um, you probably know, in one place. A lot of a lot of post uh, 
Power of the Force Two era stuff. A lot of like Phantom Menace era stuff, and yes, a lot, of, a lot of that kind of. Not too much vintage. I saw a couple. Vintage, of vintage. has been picked over over the years as the shop became. It's moved a couple times, and as it is uh, come to be known, you know, through you know, like podcasts like this or trips, you know, people have made. Um, it's got a little more attention. It's also right on the route to uh, the big tourist town, so it gets a lot of traffic. He actually, when we were in there earlier today, he actually mentioned how many cars pass that. And I can't remember what he said, like 10,000 cars a day or something <laughs> pass the little street that it's on here in Aberdeen. So he gets a lot of traffic, so a lot of things have been picked over. Like, I'm kicking myself. My family and I came through here uh, a couple weeks ago on just a little vacation to the coast, and he had just got a box of uh, vintage He-Man. And I didn't have my list with me, and I didn't quite know which ones I still needed because it's been a while since I went through them. And sure enough, I get home. I took a picture of what he had. I got home. I needed, like, everything in this box. And they were all pretty mint and complete for, like, $5. So I kind of missed out because, of course, they're gone at this point. You know, that kind of stuff happens. I'm surprised that someone else could find them. Right. <laughs> I can. I mean, it's a lot of stuff going on in there. Uh, oh, and you were mentioning he had a Carrie Fisher tattoo? Yeah, so he had a picture. Of, he has a Princess Leia tattoo. And then he went to uh, one of the Star Wars uh, conventions years ago, celebrations, and uh, she signed above his arm. Uh, right above his, uh, you know, tattoo of her, and he went right over and had them permanently tattoo the signature onto his arm. So Carrie's always with him. Yes. Which is carry on forever. Uh, Hashtag. It's a, it's a, it's a that fine line between sentiment and creepy. <laughs> there, there are some creepy stuff in this shop here, though. Yeah, the underwear was bizarre. Yeah, custom so, Star Wars panties yeah. isn't exactly Not. what I expected to see. I saw the uh, Star Wars condoms too. Yes, the, the uh, I'm uh, not your daddy. No, not your daddy. That's, <laughs> I'm not your father. I <laughs> uh, saw those. Uh, it's it's um it's a neat show. So if you're in Aberdeen, definitely come check it out. You have to just you, you know. It's like number one on yeah, the list you of have things to, to, to do, do in Aberdeen. You have to. You have to not a lot. Yeah, there's no, there, there's not. Uh, it's a it's a small little town here, and it's a it's almost a ghost town to its uh, olden legacy of being a logging town. Right. So they don't do much over here now. Um, and look at there is a sculpture of a bird dead upside down and a horse body? I don't... Or a... Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome, welcome to Aberdeen. Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. So... Come uh, as you are. <laughs> well, that's their, their logo of their town. Yep. Um, so they, they've really embraced the Kurt Cobain... Um, culture here. I I also uh, we we did not go. Uh, I will do this on the next trip to this area. I did see uh, a sign for Forks. How long have you been seventeen? A while. I know what you are. Say it out loud. Vampire. Are you afraid? No. I had forgotten how much pop culture things came out of Washington or were based around Washington. So it's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks is up here. And, Twin Peaks and is just. Northern like, Exposure and. Yep. All kinds of crazy. Frazier took place here. Frazier <laughs> did take place in Seattle, that's true. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Mercy And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face What is a boy to do? He came here once to film one scene of him walking out of the famous Pike's Place Market. Are you are you planning on attending Pike's Place? Uh, no, please tell me about Pike's Place. Pike's Place is a um, uh, it's a market that's down on the uh, uh, almost the waterfront. Um, 
you see that we have a big... Uh, we are now passing the Star Wars store. We are now passing the Star Wars store. <laughs> um, the Great Wheel is the big... Um, I want to say merry-go-round, but that's the wrong word. Ferris, Ferris wheel. Ferris Thank wheel. You. I, I passed it, so okay. I saw it. So that's right near uh, Pike's Place Market, and uh, it's got lots of vendors. It's where it's where the uh, the famous fish flying, the fish oh, the, throwing the, guys. Oh, the, the, the fish. Okay, yes. all right, all right. I, I now know. Yep. So they're they're there doing that every year, uh, every day. Um, but you also have um, lots of food vendors and flower vendors and whatnot. But the reason you'll want to go is because there is a pretty cool uh, comic book shop, an autograph shop, and poster shop underneath oh. uh, on the lower level of Pike's Place. It's called uh, uh, Golden Age Collectibles. So that's something that uh, should be on your to-do list. Uh, I am doing Seattle touristy things on Thursday. Perfect. Which I guess is tomorrow as we yeah. recorded it and last week as I, I have already done them. But I'm doing um, I'm doing the Pop Culture Museum. Yeah. The... So it used to be called EMP, the Experience Music Project, but um, and they started off Paul Allen, Microsoft, you know, yep. Bill Gates, all locals here. Uh, he's a huge collector, and he was collecting a lot of um, uh, Jimi Hendrix memorabilia and grunge bands, and uh, so he started to open this. He had the opening of this museum, and uh, it's mostly music based at first. Like inside is a performance area. They actually call it Sky Church. After Hendrix's belief in yeah, yeah. music, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So um, I actually, my, my buddy at the time was a photographer and worked for the Space Needle, and uh, they said, "Hey, we want you to cover this event because we're helping put it on because the EMP, as it used to be called, is right in the shadow of the Space Needle." And uh, side note, you should go up to the Space Needle if you haven't because they just had their new deck open. Yeah, the new deck has glass floors. All right, we're going to go Space so, Needle. Um, you should do that. But anyway, uh, he has. Hey, have you done it since? I know it like opened like a week ago. Oh, okay, two so, weeks ago. It's brand new. All right. Um, and he asked. I asked. I go. Well, do you need someone to help you? And so he told his company, "Yeah, I need a guy to carry my equipment and stuff." So essentially, that was my free pass <coughs> into the opening of the EMP. It was a five hundred dollar plate dinner, and um, sorry. And all of the uh, people that came there were celebrities. So uh, I one time was watching Paul Allen, who plays guitar, um, do some uh, live performance with Sheryl Crow. Oh, that's cool. Inside there. Um, as I'm sitting there watching this, I see Annie Lennox leaning up against the wall in the back. Walking on broken glass. Yep. Um, there's so many celebrities. Uh, Steven Spielberg was there. Uh, the famous Seattle glass artist Dale Chihuly, Chihuly okay. Glass, yeah, yeah. was there. Jeffrey Katzenberg, who founded um, DreamWorks. Right. Um, so yeah, I have one picture of me standing next to Spielberg, Katzenberg, Chihuly, Gates, and I'm like, I'm so out of place here <laughs> in my rented tux. <laughs> um, but no, I'm sitting here watching the Shell uh, Crow jam on stage with Paul Allen. And all of a sudden, I feel someone kind of next to me, and I look over, and it's Bill. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like a 21-year-old college kid at this point. Right. I'm like, the richest man in the world is standing next to me. I, I I don't know what I could possibly say. There's nothing that I could say. I mean, I'm a fan of your work. I mean, I just, I just Can don't Can you play my student loans? There's, there's, <laughs> there's just nothing I felt like I had that could relate to a conversation and while I was sitting there thinking about like what could I even ask I noticed that there's someone on the left side of me and I'm like well that guy's standing pretty close and I look up and sure enough it's this big guy huge build with an earpiece in and I'm like oh I know who you are and then I kind of glance over my shoulder casually and there's one standing directly by me behind me and then I look kind of to the right of Bill who's to my right and there's another guy there so I'm like okay I'm totally flanked by Bill Gates' security, I ain't saying a word no. to him. I'm, I'm not going to move too fast. I'm not going to do anything. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. It was funny. But that was, a, that was a, the opening of the EMP. Over the years, it has um, evolved more into a fantasy and sci-fi and almost like a movie um, museum to the point where they have rebranded just in the last year and a half uh, to be called Mopop. So um, 
you know, uh, museum of uh, pop culture. And you were there recently, right, with your son? Yes, because they um, we had the Marvel exhibit come through. The, Which is uh, still going on, and I'm going to go participate with that. Awesome. Anyone that's a fan of um, not just Marvel, I mean, Marvel Comics, they've got some amazing pieces there. You're going to be surprised at what original pieces are on the wall oh, of wait. Marvel history. I won't spoil anything for you. Um, but also uh, lots and lots of costumes and prop pieces from MCU films. All right. And so you got a lot of cool stuff to look forward to. But, I mean, that is just the main traveling display that's on right now before they still have Star Trek there as well oh, oh so Star Trek is still there and that's free with admission now cool um and then they hosted the Star Wars Identities costume one uh about a year and a half ago as well so they get a lot of cool traveling but they have a horror section for horror films downstairs oh I can't wait I'm they have a fantasy section that's got like everything from um original Wizard of Oz to Narnia to all sorts of fun stuff so it's a great uh it's a great little pop culture museum and it should be on anyone's you know to-do list all right so being the tourist uh, that i yep. am because i am tourist, so so uh the space needle and the mopop are nearby each other right they are directly next door oh sweet so yes what else in the area should i sh- should check out if i'm if i'm planning my well, day you could walk to pike's place from there. Okay. I mean, you might Uber, but or taxi or it's drive. Close, but close um, it is um, th- that's great. Back in the day, I used to tell you to go to the huge, like almost flagship FAO Schwartz store, but uh, we know that that's <laughs> right. Can't yes. quite do that. You need a time machine to do that. Um, but that's typically the big stuff: Pike's Place, EMP, Space Needle. Um, they have GameWorks. So, Steven Spielberg and his buddies from DreamWorks, back in the day, created this, you know, uh, what they hope would be a chain of really fancy, um, uh, like, arcades. Right. And uh, and they started it in Seattle, and I don't think it really ever branched out farther than that, but um, they had the state-of-the-art stuff. I used to work in Seattle, and I would I would lunch break there, because it would be fun. <laughs> Not so a that's, bad place uh, to lunch break. That's walking distance uh, from Pike's Place as well. And that's right uh, where they have Emerald City Comic Con. It's Washington Convention Center. It's right there. I'm hoping to do an uh, ECC one year. Yeah, it's a lot of fun because it's, you know, it's getting bigger and bigger, though. So it's kind of less fun the bigger it gets. Um, but, yeah, they, they get a lot of talent. Unfortunately for me, not as much Star Wars as I want. They, they actually uh, tend to do a lot of Star Trek. Cater the Star Trek fans quite a bit around here. Well, so. I've noticed in con world things go in cycles, mm-hmm. and so while you know you there was a, a time where you could get a ton of Star Wars people yep. versus Star Trek people, now it's kind of flip flopped. Yep. Uh, of course, of course, you know we're losing a lot of our Star Wars actors. I mean, Jeremy <sighs> Bullock just announced his retirement, retirement. from conventions. That, uh, David Prowse was two years ago. Yep. And um, so, and you got you know. Mark Hamill now um, still goes to the big shows, but he charges two arms and a leg um, nowadays. So I think mean, I think his graphs are always over two hundred now. Right. Well, I think it was celebration that were two fifty. Right. And so that is just that is that that has grown exponentially. Uh, yeah. Five years ago, you could have got it for seventy five. Right. So and I think I think if he's at celebration in Chicago, I, I would guess three hundred. Right. Uh, just just. I would just imagine if it's going to stay between 250 300 I would know, knowing how these things work, it'll go up to 300 So a couple weeks ago, I um, hosted a few panels at a new convention that opened up in the Seattle area uh, called Toy and Geek Fest, Washington State Toy and Geek Fest that happened. And I was able to interview a handful of uh, Star Wars and toy collecting uh, celebrities, personalities. But I just... Um, it had been a few years since I had met Chewbacca. You know, he's come to the Pacific Northwest quite a bit. So I have a handful of autographs from him. That's, uh, but... Jonas? Sorry? Uh, which Chewbacca are we talking about? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. And uh, I was going to... I interviewed him for a panel I did recently for the, his appearance. And I just wasn't prepared. I didn't know that he was such... Um, uh, you know, he, he needs a lot of assistance now. Uh, and I don't mean just physically, because, right. you know, he's had double knees replaced. 
But um, he just had spinal surgery too. Yeah, and that was right after that show right. that I did. That's why I think he's still laid up. But um, he has a handler that travels with him, and this guy named Ryan. Uh, he answered probably about a third of his questions because he's just getting old, and yeah. I think there's some health issues there. And right. so, you know, I I foresee an end of you know his touring, which I asked him, and he'd been on the road doing tours, uh, being cons and shows since '97. Right. I mean, it all this twenty all, years. Yeah, this all started. Uh, I, I I saw them all. Dragon Con 97 when they did this Man Behind the Mask tour. Yes. And it was, you know, David Prowse and Peter Mayhew and Kenny Baker Bullock. and uh, Jimmy Bullock. That was kind of the core of this. And then the following year, we Anthony Daniels started popping up. Yep. And uh, doing doing shows. And so, I need to, Andy Daniels is also on my list. I need to get... I have one card signed if I gotta get a Rebels guys. Because <laughs> he was on that one episode. Yep. Word <laughs> to the wise. Give him lots of space. Don't bump that table. It's a big pet peeve, and oh, well, he will let you have it. I don't want to bump the table either because <laughs> I want that autograph pristine. He does make a. He does give a great graph. Uh, that sounds wrong, but Anthony Daniels gives great graphs. I just got some really good ones too. I, I recently I got. Uh, I guess this is the last one. I got Tia Sakar. Yeah. And uh, she, she she's a, she gives a really good graph too. So I got that. So nice. So um, sweet. I got a chance to interview her at the same time I did Peter Mayhew a couple weeks ago. And, uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll post those in the show notes. So you can, go, you can also listen to them, because they're great. Yes, we have uh, a lot of the clips from it. We, you know, we didn't give the whole interviews, because um, a lot of it was sometimes tangents and stuff about other stuff, but um, I actually should send you the full uh, Tia Sakar, because I know that you are a huge Rebels fan. I am a huge Rebels I fan. I bet you'd be interested in all of it. I, I, thank you. I would be. Yeah. Um, and I've got um, so this weekend is um, the Boston uh, Fan Expo Fan Expo Boston's happening this weekend Okay. and so I have a friend I've sent off for uh, a Rebels card um, for Billy D. Williams for Orlando awesome. so I'll be having that signed this weekend so that should be in next week hopefully <laughs> so, I'm looking for so that will be my 20th Rebels card I've gotten signed wow They, they, they just weren't 
they did not grip me like the cartoon. Right. And then the uh, movie just took the cartoon to a whole nother level. You asked me earlier, I don't think I ever answered, what my favorite joke yeah, was. Yeah, so yeah, so we're like, before we get into this discussion about it, because that's what started the G.I. Joe in the movie conversation. I Because, oh, I'll, I'll preface this. You have a you have a favorite Star Wars figure you like to collect. You have you 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 have, and, and and for the audience that's Bespin Luke. Yeah, he loves his Bespin and Bespin fatigues. I think I think it's the best balance of Luke out there because he's still raw and carries a blaster, but yet he's still skilled enough to take on Vader for a while with a lightsaber. So I really like that. As a he's, kid, as a kid, armed as both. As a kid, that was my favorite Luke. Yep, no lie, I like it. It's awesome because. Yeah, same word, same reason. You got the blaster and the the yellow lightsaber. <laughs> I know, and I was so excited when the toy came out for the Jedi Luke, and I was like, he's got a blaster and a lightsaber again, yes! Yeah. And then you realize, no, that's, that's not his blaster. His he doesn't stolen. need it now. It's a little dark and, you know, a little, yeah. little, little more... Uh, yeah, a little moody like his dad. Yep. So, not as cool as Best of Luke for me. All right, so... so uh, uh, and so we were, we were talking to Joe. So your favorite Joe figure, your Joe, your favorite Cobra. Absolutely. Um, I grew up loving Flint, but then Falcon came along, and I was <laughs> Don Johnson all about Falcon. Yeah, I think I also liked that he was a ladies' man. Falcon, the buff Flint. I really, yeah, right. I mean, they're both the berets. And I uh, I absolutely love that he was just a. A cocky guy that was drooling over Lieutenant Falcon. I, I love Jinx and everything else. I love in the movie when he gets in trouble with Duke and he's like, "I'm pulling rank." He's like, "No, you're not. I'm Duke." And right? Because <laughs> you know Duke's only a sergeant. And that has always bothered me. Duke is the leader of the Joes, and yet, yet half the Joes outranked him. If you read the file cards, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> there's an episode of GI Joe that, uh, it, or it may be the movie. I can't remember, but there's... Beachhead is mad because he's not in charge, basically. Okay. And so they, they do the rundown of who's in charge, and it's Flint going... You aren't Beachhead. First comes Hawk, then Duke, then me, and finally you. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll change someday. Beachhead's like the fourth or fifth on the list, but I, re- I remember... I remember that, so that's how I knew who was in charge. I would spend hours of my youth reorganizing my G.I. Joe file cards that I cut out. <laughs> like, sometimes I would sort them by rank. Sometimes I'd sort them by uh, code name. Sometimes by last name. I would then, I remember once sorting them by uh, regions that they were born in. So, like, you know, I remember always trying to find one that was from Seattle. And that was uh, Lifeline growing up. Uh, Lifeline. The closest one for me is Beachhead was born in Auburn, Alabama. Yep. War Eagle. <laughs> and I, you know, get this, you know, have the uh, the uh, pacifist being from Seattle. Boy, am I hungry. What do you want? Maybe I'll get an apple. An apple? Let's buy some candy. Hold on, fellas. Lifeline! Listen to your friend Terrell. He's got the right idea. Yeah, you never catch an NBA player eating a candy bar for a game. A candy bar might give you a quick boost of energy, but after 20 minutes, you'll feel run down. So let's eat smart. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Also, Beachhead from Auburn, Alabama, where there are no beaches. <laughs> just funny. Just, just could have put him in Gulf Shores. Would have made more sense. <laughs> that is funny. Um, so, uh, my, I, I also, I love Flint. Um, I didn't get my first Flint until I got Tiger Force Flint. Okay. Because I missed out on the Flint wave. Yep. I think I actually got those out of order as well. And, I think I had Tiger Force first. And then later on, way later on, when they did, I, I got the reissue of Flint, I guess in the 2000s. Yes, when I think they went uh, Toys R Us exclusive. Right. That's when G.I. Joe was dying for the first time. Or no, they had just come back. They had actually died off. They tried the G.I. Joe Extreme. Right. They tried uh, Sergeant Savage and the what, Screaming Eagles or something like that, right? Those were two different attempts to make Joe something else. Didn't quite work, and so they started off with Toys R Us exclusives. And then I got, the the, the other Flint I got was the one in Cobra Disguise, when he was from the, um... Yep, the episode. Uh, it's from The Revenge of Cobra. That's the one that introduces, um... 
shipwreck. Yes. And so, and that came out in the 25th anniversary style, right? Yeah, I think so. I still have them, so I'm very happy I got those. That is very cool. I just could not get into the 25th anniversary stuff because they kind of changed the, you know, the the mold of the figure. Right, right, right. And I'm very much now. I've relegated myself to being a, uh, a kind of a vintage only Joe. I like the old ring. I, I liked. Um I didn't get it. Every now and then I look at eBay to see if I'm going to pull the trigger on it. But did you see the Cobra Commander in the uh, the the suit? Yes. And the, with the podium. And they had a couple versions. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I want one of those just because it looks that idea to me. This looks it looks like a great figure. Yeah. There's a Pythona too. And speaking of Cobra Law, then then okay. So one thing I do, like I said, I I, I focus on vintage when right. I buy Joe. Right. Unless it's from the movie. Right. This is how much of a much I love the movie. I actually joined the G.I. So, for your listeners, in case they don't know, I'm a Star Wars nut and a completist for action figures. For Star Wars three and three quarter action figures. So I have thousands and thousands and thousands of Star Wars figures. So I don't spend a lot of time too much collecting other modern lines. Right. Uh, because I have my hands full. Right. But I did join the G.I. Joe Collectors Club. Just because, years ago, they finally, finally offered a Pythona. And uh, and then did you see that the next year, or was it year before, that they did a uh, Mindbender in winter gear? It's just like his... Oh, okay. They, so, those are both con- uh, club exclusives, which... Um, I had to join just to get those figures. That's very cool. Uh, the, I saw the Python and I thought that looked looked really really cool. Oh, it's does, awesome. does she does she come with a face hugger she, thing? She does. Oh, see, she does. Oh, that movie's so good. It is. I mean, the opening of that that film was like unlike any other that I knew of. Right, both openings because you, you've got you've got this ridiculous um, uh, attack on the Statue of Liberty for some reason, right? But it's done in such a, in like in a great '80s musical, and so right. Cobra finally gets a theme song that's worthy of Cobra, and then G.I. Joe has to show it up, you know, to ruin it with their own theme song. episode or movie start with Pythona sneaking into the you know, Terradome. the Terradome on, on Cobra Island and just her you know acid fingernails and organic weaponry and she looked cool oh I want to go back and watch it again how is that not the inspiration for the Yuzung Vong right oh yeah later oh, on yeah. in Star Wars novels yeah. I mean that's essentially what, what it was, it was exactly. the whole Cobra Law race is Using Gong. See, if they let me, would make a G.I. Joe movie, like a live-action movie, that's what we would do. We would do Cobra Law. Uh, we would do Cobra see, Law. I know, and I know people love the comics, and no disrespect to Larry Hama and his fans, but, man, I just... My my his, my background for Cobra is that it is a ancient society who wants to rise again. I, I like it. But, but what I like about it, it fits, it fits our demographic, basically, because... It's more sci-fi based. Yes. And we love sci-fi stuff. And so, yeah. and, and Jedi cartoons were very sci-fi based. You had, I mean, the mass device is a science fiction weapon. Yeah. The weather dominator, a science fiction weapon. Um, there's an episode where they make a giant amoeba that he kills, you know, eats things. And sure. Airtight has to figure out how to kill it with enough cyanide from an apple uh, orchard. Who knew? <laughs> And see, and that's the thing, and that's where the the toy line went too. The toy line went into, you know, space and sci-fi with, uh, you know, the Star Corps later on. Uh, but they also did like eco warriors and right. mutants, and you know, it, the the toy line was going and and 
was getting, you know, it was taking military but throwing it into, like you said, sci-fi and, and fan, fantastical places. Whereas I felt the comic book, for the most part, stayed more military. Right. And I wanted more of the the other stuff. Almost like we had bats. I mean, we finally had something that the Joe could shoot at. Right. And, and just, pets were cool. <laughs> the original battle droids. Uh, amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, so your favorite Cobra? Good question. You know what? I remember, and I still have my original Joe's. Um, I loved, loved, loved um, the, oh my gosh, oh, the Crimson, um, uh, wow. The, 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 are you talking about Zaylon and Tomax? Or are you yes, what's their, what, what's their the, was called? The Crimson Guard. Crimson Guard, yeah. Wow. I could not come up or, with the Guard. Or later on, they were the Crimson Guard Immortal. Yes, but I loved, loved, loved the look of the original Crimson Guard and that whole concept that they could be anybody. Right. They could be your neighbor. Right. There are accountants, lawyers, and right. teachers. And I loved, loved, loved Well, that. well wait, wait, wait. So you're a teacher. Are you telling us that <laughs> realistically you're a, kid, you a Crimson Guard? You just stay out of my closet. Okay. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll see your uniform. Uh, I have a friend of mine who cosplays has a uh, Crimson Guard Immortal. Uh, the immortal ones are scarier than the original. But it's got the, they have the same traditional Crimson Guard helmet. Okay. And he's got it. It's great. I've, I've worn it. I won't lie. It's, it's, you had to put it on. It was yeah. Just like, of course. So, yeah, the Crimson Guard are yeah, sweet. I love that figure. But, uh, but I, uh, but I might go with Chrome Dome Cobra Commander just because I never had him as a kid. Right. My, the Cobra Commander I grew up with was the Mellaway hoodie one. See, I, the one I grew up with was the... Uh, battle armor? The battle armor with a snorkel. Yeah, 86, I think. Yeah, yeah. the battle armor snorkel. Mm-hmm. The snorkel made no sense, but whatever. I'm like, I, 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 I can swim. But that was my... The Cobra Commander, I, I never right. had the other two. Um, for me, there, you know, I love Cobra guys, and, like, I like lines of Cobra, like, you know, you know all day long, Python Patrol, they, those guys look neat. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love the Alley Viper, uh, because yeah, even though his color scheme makes no sense... <laughs> Dayglo orange and yeah and blue. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight urban warfare. Right. And uh, no. uh, but then on the flip side, you got great figures like the Night Viper, yes. who's got the the, the flip top helmet. Uh, and so it's it's really really hard. But you know, trying to nail it down for me, it's got to be Serpentor. Know that I am the one you seek. I am the one born to rule, destined to conquer. Let those who fear me follow me. Let those who oppose me die. For I am Serpentor, and this I command! Serpentor comes out like he's, you know, bare-chested with a snake hood and a cape and a cool-ass flying chariot. He's got two snakes, or one gold, you know, he had one snake and a knife. Right. Like, I, I don't need a laser. I have a knife and a snake. <laughs> His chariot has lasers. To right, be, right, uh, right, 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 right. Um, but, you know, but in hand-to-hand combat when I'm fighting. Right. <laughs> I uh, I recall getting Serpentor uh, for my birthday. It was either my 10th or 11th birthday, uh, 86, 87. Right. Um, and uh, I decided that year I was going to have my birthday at Chuck E. Cheese. And it was the old school Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. When it was awesome, right? I have taken my kids once or twice to a modern version of Chuck E. Cheese, and I'm like, this is such a... You're sad. There's no ball pits. There's no, you know, massive climbing structure that, like, extends all over the entire complex. Um, But, yeah, it's not quite the same, but I do remember getting... Well, it doesn't even... My Chuck E. Cheese doesn't even have the cool room with the big performance in it, you know, with all the animatronic characters that you would go on the hour, you know, or whatever. But, but yeah, Serpentor, I remember, 10th, 11th birthday at a Chuck E. Cheese. Doesn't get any more 80s than that. My my, uh, honorable mention, though, technically not a Cobra, but still a villain. I love Destro's Iron Grenadiers. Yes. That figure looked awesome. Also looked very Star Warsy, so he really mixed with like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like he's an elite stormtrooper or an elite bounty hunter, you know, somebody right. who he was definitely going after Han Solo. Did you, did you mix toys growing up? Of course I did. Uh, okay, I I mixed. Did you not? I couldn't do couldn't it. Couldn't do it. G, no GI Joe ever played with a uh, 
no, Star Wars figure. My three and three quarter inch played together. Sure. But 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 that's what I mix. I wouldn't mix like sizes. I He Man never hung out with like. You weren't going Toy Story. Right. I wasn't going <laughs> Toy Story. Size matters not. Look at me. Just me by my size, do you? Because size matters, I guess. Sorry, Yoda. Size does matter. Uh, I just was trying to... I couldn't make it work. So, uh, He-Man would hang out, like, with, you know, Thundercats, but he's a little shorter. shorter. Yeah. Um, Silverhawks, he was a little bit beefier. God, yeah, He-Man, He-Man was such an odd size fan. By the power of Rayskull. today but the problem is they've you know they they just become so wobbly because of their you know they got the you know the like the o-ring type right. of rubber band in there and so they I fall apart the, i guess the, those are falling apart you know, disintegrating pretty good now yeah and they're uh you know they get real loose over time so it's not an easy collection to display if you haven't gone through it my favorite he-man and skeletor were the battle armor ones Okay, I didn't have those ones. Oh, I got, seventh birthday got those. I got pictures of me like after I opened the pack, you know, not the package, but the wrapper, the Christmas, the birthday wrapping, yep. and just me going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so little, I think I was dressed like a cowboy. Uh, the battle armor ones, are those are the ones that had the battle damage. Yeah, so you, you, yeah. you would click it, and because mm-hmm. it used the Mattel cra- uh, Crackle Up card technology. Yes. And oh, so, I had those. I, I still, had those. I had those. I have a couple of those still, actually. Oh, I nice. Salvaged some from my. Youth. Nice, nice. Oh man, uh, what else did I play with? Um, I, play, I had a bunch of Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Thundering across the stars to save the universe from the monster minds. Jace searches for his father to unite the magic root and lead his lightning league to victory over the changing form of Saw Boss. Wheeled Warriors explode into battle. Lightning strikes. There's a power that comes from deep in. Stuff at now is the uh, 
I saw a bunch of the, the Thrawn line stuff. Oh. You're finding it. Uh, it it's not Five Below, it's the other one. Family Dollar or Is something it? like that. Uh, we have Family Dollars. You have Family Dollars? We don't yeah. have those. We have a Dollar Tree, and they don't yeah, do anything over a dollar. Right. So we never get... Yeah, we have, a, we have Dollar Trees, too. I want, I want to find out who's been getting cases of the, of the stuff I couldn't find anywhere for dirt cheap. Right. Ugh. There's all those beautiful Thrawns. Stuff I, put. I also played with Captain Power. Captain Power. I love Captain Power and Soldier of the Future. Things I wish they would bring back that. They tried a couple of times. Um, the the guy created, but he's, he's, he's now in trouble for you know the uh, being inappropriate with people back uh, in a while back. So I don't think that's kind of happening. But he's one of those few guys who actually owns his property. It's not owned by, you know, he made it and it was financed by Mattel, but Mattel doesn't own it. And so And so he, he's been trying to like last time we said he had a, like a website and everything launched in 2016 saying hey it was going to be called Phoenix Rising it was going to be like done in the Battlestar Galactica kind of for adults cool because originally Captain Power was made for you know it was an all ages show Mattel's like we got this technology can we make some toys with it and then um, what killed the show was the fact that nobody knew when to air it yeah so you would start watching it and then it would move to like midnights at or 5 a.m. or right, and so that just ruined that show. Unless you subscribed to TV Guide, you had no idea when it was gonna pop up. And so, but I have it on DVD, and it, it you know, it's a uh, for sci for an 80 sci-fi film show. It, Does it still work? It's I don't know if it still works via DVD. I haven't had the toys in such a long time. Um, but the show still, I thought it held up. I mean, it's, it's cheesy but fun. So many properties from the 80s that I. I would love to see come back, and some of them do, but the problem is they come back, you know, um, in, like, convention-exclusive form or, like, you know, high-level collector. Um, so, for example, um, Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare came out, and the figures are amazing, but they're, like, $25, $30 a piece. And I consider myself a toy collector, right. and I like to collect toys and usually a lot of toys, and so it's hard for me. Like, I've never been able to get behind the the six-inch Star Wars stuff. I mean, I have a handful of it, but I don't collect it obsess, uh, obsessively like I do with the three and three-quarter because, again, it's $20, $25 a piece. Right. I mean, that adds up. It does. It does. A wave uh, of five come out, you have $100 gone. And as someone who collects six-inch, but, I, but I, luckily I've specialized, so I'll yeah. get, like... The Rebels guys I will get, but I'll get a couple of them. I'll get doubles. Uh, or, or I looked out this this year and the end of last year. I got I found a bunch of them at Walmart for five bucks a piece. That so is I, good. I, I had like I still have like four or five Harrahs that I got for five bucks. Oh, nice. And then um, the last two, I bought two cases of the Solo stuff for five bucks. I still got some of that stuff left. I've only found uh, ever the gins. My buddy actually found a buttload of the gins at a dollar. You see those? No. Yeah, they came down to a dollar in certain places. But I got a lot of uh, the Kmart exclusive gins for five. Yeah, I saw, I saw that when yeah. the Kmarts were going out. You, you were posting that on the Facebook page a lot. Yeah, they had, they had the Kylo Ren's and the Rays there as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I really wish some of these toy lines would come back, but they keep the again once made for kids, you know, to right. get kids because, you know, I just don't really think anybody does that if they don't have a media property to support right. it. So, like, Power Lords has recently come back out, and that was a small line. Yeah, it was a small and, line. And now it's a small line, but it's really expensive if you want to get your hands on it, because I think they only released it at cons. What, what was what was the Suction Cup Robot Guys? Say it again? What was the Suction Cup Robot Guys? Early 80s, they were Max Power, Max something. Um, they remember they were they were robots and they had suction cups on the back and and those like Robo Force. Robo Force, yeah. I had the first one of those. I had one of those. So I was thinking weird lines that they, you might see. Yeah, though those are uh, you know those are fairly inexpensive if people want to get those. Okay. Um, now, um, I after this podcast, the market's going to go up. <laughs> way up. Um, what is really what what is super expensive is mask. Yeah. I was almost complete as a kid, and that's a collection that um, I didn't take with me when I moved out of my folks' house, and it somehow disappeared. The mask um, makes sense to me. I mean, it was a, a small line anyway. Yeah. 
but it, and not just in, in like release, but like literally the figures are tiny. Yeah. The masks were tinier. So trying to find like complete stuff because you try to you talk about trying to find Star Wars weapons complete. Jeez. Yeah. No, I mean, well, when you talk about the worst line to complete loose, Dino Riders. Really? Dino Riders has so many tiny, tiny pieces that to find complete Dino Rider sets is few and far between. See, Dino Riders should come, but I would watch that. Oh, I absolutely would. And they had a, they had a, uh, they were going to take it, they were going to expand the line. It ended up being canceled, of course. But they were going to expand into Ice Age and make all these woolly mammoth. Oh, like, yeah. I think they actually did produce a couple of the uh, woolly mammoth uh, related sets. But they were expected to go farther. But the cartoon that they brought out to support that, it, you can get it on, you know, I have it on VHS, but the Ice Age, Dino Riders Ice Age, it's an awesome cartoon. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm have to check it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. I'm trying to think what other things we played as a kid. Uh, small wise, I loved Air Raiders. Air Raiders. See, I didn't do Air Raiders, but I did uh, Sky Commanders. Sky Commanders, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I liked Air Raiders because I liked the design of the figures. Okay. They're, they're two-inch figures. They're tiny, yep. but they looked... They looked... Both heroes and villains looked cool. And you would get, like... You could buy, like, troop packs, army packs. Yep. And you'd have one really cool painted... Like, he like one or two different schemes than everybody else, but you'd have a different look, a commander, and then you'd have, like, five or six of the your normal troop guys. Plus, they had those air weapons that actually fired... Missiles and stuff, and that was cool. That, that was the gimmick for air raiders. Sky commanders was they had these strings that you can connect on your your beds or your tables right, and yeah. doorknobs, and then they would slide back and forth. Um, I would I would I would set those up across my bedroom uh, like crazy, and mom would like knock on the door to drop laundry off, and I'm like, hold on, because I like it was like that scene in Mission Impossible where he's got to dodge all those <laughs> laser wires. All different colors strung around the room. G.I. Joe had that too. They had, um, remember they had the action backpack things? And there was a chopper and they had a rock, like a like a, a rope climber. Oh, and the wind-up. The, the wind-up. Yeah, and had the, the guy with the, the the machine gun that would, you know, look like yep. it would go right a tat 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 That kind of gun. Those accessories, the motorized accessory set. Also, also things that no one makes anymore. So, yeah, you just get figures. You don't get... Yeah, things the, to go with the, your fingers. The accessory. Yeah, well, you know, the depends, though. It really depends on what brand you're dealing with. Right. Because some brands have such a high, you know, license rate. Right. They have to pay so much for it. They can't put a lot into the figure. Um, I mean, just take a look at, for example, a six-inch Star Wars figure. comes with the figure and usually one accessory. A six-inch... Which didn't start out that way, because when the Black Series first came out, they used to come up with stuff. Different heads and stuff, Different yeah. Head. But that's five years ago, almost, or so. And um, But oh. you compare that to the Marvel figures that Hasbro makes. They come with those alternative heads, but they also come with the Builder build a figure piece, right. which is just like every four or five figures, you get a large figure. figure. Right. And it's like, well, this is the same company. How does this work? But it all comes down to how much they're licensing. Um, take a G.I. Joe uh, figure when they were on the shelves, that 25th anniversary line, right? Right. Um, and compare that to a Black Series that was on the shelf at the same time, the three and three quarter Black Series. Right. Black Series would get one or two accessories. Those G.I. Joe figures would have so many. So, speaking about the, the three and three quarters Black Series figure, yeah. Um, as of last week, so that would be the first of August, um, there is a Walmart in Saraland, Alabama, that has a Black Series. I don't. And you can tell me. You may tell me the character, but he's an alien-looking Imperial. Alien-looking Imperial. Almost like a yak face-looking Imperial guy, but he's an. But yeah, but they still have him. Really? Yeah, that, yeah just on the shelf. <laughs> so random. We would never have that at a Walmart here, but we have these other stores, these uh, like QVC type stores. Um, CVS. Uh, CVS, thank you. Um, called Rite Aid. No, oh, yeah, we know Rite Aid's. Yeah. Well, Rite Aid's have figures sitting on the shelf that are a good 12 years old. <laughs> still, at, still at the drugstore pricing? Yeah, twelve ninety nine right. or something. Um, I, I, I keep, from time to time, I would try to buy it. Last year they had Dutch, too. And I would, uh, I bought the Dutch and had him sign it. 
awesome. Pets Council. That was two years ago. But, so, but that guy, the, the other, the, the Imperial guy's been been there. And the only reason why I haven't bought him is because I feel like he's Brooks and Shawshank and that he's been institutionalized. And I, it's not my right to bring him out into the world. I don't want to. I don't want to find my little action figure hanging from right. <laughs> or trying to you know, bust his parole. I just. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes toys deserve to be on the shelf. I just send me back. <laughs> I just, I just wait to look at ways to break my parole. I could shoot the Safeway manager. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, heartbreaking. What, what a great way to bring down the podcast. Right, just, I know. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain to think of who it is. I don't have to. We'll look it up. Yeah, if not, I will discover him and throw in the show notes. That's why we have show notes. Um, visionaries. I would love more visionaries. Okay. Well, well I, they're trying. They they are. Hasbro's trying. Trying. I don't know how hard they're trying. I don't. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> uh, Last year's San Diego Comic Con uh, for Hasbro, one of their exclusives, was one of their major exclusives, was their Revolution World, right? right? The shared universe they're trying to bring. Right. That includes Transformers, GI Joe, uh, Visionaries, Visionaries. Micronauts. Micronauts, yeah. Action Man, UK version of G.I. Joe. Joe. And um, there's one we're missing. Rom, the Space Knight. I I almost was going to go with Jim. Jim. (laughs) But she's Mattel, right? She is Mattel. And so. Um, But yeah, so. No, Jim's Hasbro. No, you're right. Jim is Hasbro. Mark Burry's Mattel, so. You're right. I like Jim. That is. Because as a kid, as a kid, on, on weekdays, G.I. Joe was first. Oh no, Jim was first, yeah. and then G.I. Joe. So I had to get through Jim to get to G.I. Joe. So I've watched a lot of Jim cartoons, and I'm like, I'm kind of down with Jim. Oh, of course. My sister had the doll, and I remember Synergy. I wanted to be. Um, I rented so badly to be. Uh, oh, what's her? Like, Rio. 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 I wanted to be Rio. I wish I had a Rio doll as a kid. I, I did not see the new movie because I heard it straight too much from what it was. I, I'm the exact same. And I, so I was like, I have not. I have not done it yet because Jim. I have such a love for that original Jam series. Um, I actually uh, have my sister's doll. I inherited it when she stopped caring about toys. Well, we Those are, uh, it's in good hands. Then. It is. It's. Uh, I have her Jam, and then I inherited her half of the our, our shared Care Bear collection. <laughs> so I actually do have an entire complete series of vintage Care Bears. I've never had any Care Bears. The only... The, the, I, I mean, as a kid, I had stuffed animals. Sure. But the only two that I would, quote, unquote, care about, the ones that were, like, important <laughs> to me, was I, when I was three, I got this um, husky dog from Avon. Okay. And, I mean, he's bipedal, and he came with, like, a husky coat, and, and it was just a dog. And then I had, I had a gizmo from Gremlins. Oh, nice. That squeaked. And so... Um, I, I keep looking on eBay for the husky dog. I see him every now and then. Again, I hadn't pulled the trigger on it. It's, it's it's funny how like nostalgia works. Where you're like, you know, I used to have this. I need to kind of have this again, right? Um, somebody on one of the websites. I don't know. Um, one of the Facebook fan groups was talking about the the G.I. Joe APC. Yep. Um, so um, I'm adopted. Okay. And uh, half adopted. My, my father adopted me, and after he married my mother. And that was the first toy he bought me before they were married. And before he adopted me, he bought me the, the, the G.I. Joe APC. Awesome. And so, it's twofold. It's a toy I don't have anymore. I wish I did. Because I was a kid. You know, you play with them. And uh, I kind of I kind of want to get it back again just for that kind of nostalgia. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, it's also a great it's troop a great, carrier. It's a great, great, great troop carrier. Oh, um, I don't know. Every time I try to put troops in, I see... Again, mixing Star Wars and G.I. Joe, poor, poor, you know, Star Wars guys has no articulation. Yep. So they're just, their legs are just sticking out. <laughs> and they don't really carry as well as a, a Joe would. No, Joe, Joe, that was one of the things that made Joe magical. It's funny, I did not, I did not need articulation when collecting as a kid and playing with the original Star Wars stuff. Didn't, didn't even cross my mind that right. I can remember. I get G.I. Joe, and it's like, this is awesome, I can do anything with him. And it, you know, Star Wars died by the time G.I. Joe became popular, so it wasn't even a competition. Right. Like, you know, I like this better. It's just, I like this too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's the great thing about those vintage G.I. Joe sets is that you could just, like, uh, I had uh, Slaughter's Warhog. Warhog. Oh, yeah. Um, 
the big double missile rack, but oh. that wasn't the coolest thing about it to me was. The coolest thing was is that the sides open and you could put a bunch of troops there, some at consoles, some just waiting to, you know, be transported. Oh, well, and then you had, you know, all yeah. sorts of cockpits on toys. So, and same thing for me. My favorite Star Wars vehicle is the Imperial Troop Transport. There you go. Because because it, it had those weird sides that you put stormtroopers in. It had the weird, you know, mass that would, you know, you put on your rebel guys to... Yeah. I don't know exactly what it did. It was something because you let them everyone know they're a prisoner. I don't. Someone out there knows exactly what they're. Someone in canon will, will, will be, that'll be a thing. But it had doors that opened up, and it was you, know, you could stick guys in there. And, oh yeah. Oh, it's so fun. No, the troop transport was oh, great. Were so I good. had the second version, the one that didn't make the old, uh, the, all the different movie sound effects. Right. So I had the later reissue. I believe that is when uh, the first time they called it, it was the Imperial Troop Transport, right. and then it was the Rebel Cruiser, the second one, that didn't have sound effects from the movies. But it was very, very cool. Not the Rebel Cruiser, the Imperial Cruiser. Well, Jake, thank you for spending some time and talking 80s cartoons with me, oh, and 80s toys, and I know, because with Toy Run, you, you really you really focus on Star Wars, so True. you don't really get to talk about the uh, the other stuff, that the other that other passions in your life, and no, I'm, you're, I'm you're like me. I'm hungry to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, so, how can people find you? Well, um, let's see, I also run the website uh, from Forlom to Zuckus.com where you can find anything uh, Star Wars action figure related. It's both, one of uh, my favorite names for a, a website, by the way. <laughs> it's very inside baseball and uh, it goes over most people's heads. But um, uh, yeah, that's anything Kenner and Hasbro action figure related. Uh, so, you can find me there. You can, uh, you know, get me through social media of course and instagram and facebook and i'm barely on twitter twitter's not my favorite place to hang out um i like to feel good in my social media interactions they could be rough on twitter um and uh of course the toy run podcast so uh you can download that and hear that on itunes and apple and uh it's the same thing um, Google and Stitch and all sorts of fun stuff. So I'm out there if you want to get all of me. And you might see him running around different conventions too. He's He pops up everywhere. You might see him at the next celebration. I absolutely will be at the next celebration. I don't know what capacity just yet. Last time I did a panel and um, we had a table on the show floor. I'd like to be a little more of a fan this time. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, still work in progress. We'll see. <laughs> and of course, uh, you can find all of Jake's uh, info on our show notes. So I'll have a whole section for him. It'll be great. <laughs> um, of course, you can find me at scottywhite.com, mobcast.com, which are the, literally the same website, just different domain names. Uh, you can follow, follow me on Twitter at scottywhite. I am on Twitter. Uh, so still, <laughs> why everyone's fleeing in droves. <laughs> but uh, Jake, thanks for, for spending some time with us and thank you for showing me your great state and state uh, and letting me see the the Star Wars show and I'm mean, a Star Wars I keep saying Star Wars show, Star Wars store and just having a blast man it's been a, it's been a fun trip well I'm so glad thanks for uh, seeking me out here I'm happy to you know as a school teacher it's uh it's a really fun way to spend a summer day well I look forward to I'm gonna have to come back we're gonna have to do this again Perfect. or or you have to come down south and come see us down there we'll treat you oh I would absolutely we'll, love we'll, it we will treat you good down down there. Well, this is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours! Bye!
listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Mopcast Network, on Facebook.com slash Mopcast Network, or just visit us at Mopcast.com. And remember, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Thank you for listening to the Mopcast Network.